G'day punters, victims of the punt time, Sydney review for the championships day one, Randwick it was a soft six, the track had some level of pattern to it, but uh, here to run through the meeting overall is first of all Mark Shan. Mark how'd you find the day overall? Yeah good day of racing, um, track played reasonably well, probably the inside um, might have been just a touch slower, but um, all in all the track wasn't too bad, we had a good crowd there, good bars on the day. Great Doncaster, good to see Jamie Carr come to Sydney and uh, and get the cash. It was uh, quite amazing how the two horses that were the main, I guess, focal points of the media stories during the week actually managed to fight out the Doncaster. Anyway, uh, Mark Roden, you had a sensational day for mailbag subs, uh, picked up quite a few winners. Nature Strip, Cascadian, Chief amongst them, had another winner at Newcastle. Uh, you obviously would have enjoyed the day. Yes, good. Yeah, good. Two, two good set days in a row. So very pleasing on that front. And yeah, great days racing. As Mark said, track was fair enough. Um, yeah, no complaints from this punter. Beautiful. And Rob Scurry, you managed to get away with a slight win. You've kept the streak intact. Uh, that's what, five, six winning five. Saturdays in a row? Not that I'm counting. No. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure at all going into uh, day two of the championships. But just overall, the atmosphere on track, how'd you find it? Pretty good, you know. Um, it wasn't wasn't too busy, you know. I've been there when it's it, it, it's really really hard to move and do anything. So yeah, just found a spot in front of the um the stage um, where Hot Dub Time Machine were going to play. Not that I saw any of that, but um yeah, look, it's a perfect day's weather wise. Um, yeah, lots of you know lots of beautiful horses parading well. So yeah, it's fun. Got to get the punters in for the hot tub time machine, that's for sure. Okay, let's start at the top. The, kind, uh, the kindergarten stakes over 1,100 for the two-year-olds. Very slow tempo here on punting form starter. 12.8 lengths slow to the 600. Rob, you managed to find a couple of these and Paul was one of them. Uh, just run us through what you saw with some of these babies. Well, uh, I kind of like the first four in the numbers. None of them really paraded that badly, but um, I just saw Palel at um, Rose Hill when it was like very short. I, I can't remember who was in the race, but he, he, he made the mark for something else that day. It might, it might have been home home, uh, home ground, but um, yeah, he just looked much better than he did that day and I just you know thought of the old SP profile and um, it was as simp simple as that. He kept drifting, um, which, was, which was nice. Um, I also didn't mind this King of Sparta. I'm not sure if it's got a head noise or what's going on there, but he looks like a, a strong sprint type. Uh, and, and the two uh, for Matt, Matt Dunn's horse, I think Subterranean, um, looks like it's got something. Didn't look, look quite ready. Um, but, yeah, maybe, maybe he's one to follow out of this race down the track. Okay, Mark Sheen, are you following any of these two-year-olds going forward over the next couple of starts? Um, look, I don't think it was a, a vintage kindergarten by any means. Uh, I agree with Rob that this horse paraded a lot better than he did at Rose Hill and then he over-raced in the size and coming back in distance obviously suited him. Anna again was a decent run, but it only won a pretty poor maiden at Gosford prior to this. Uh, i got to agree, Subterranean looked, um, looked like he had a lot of improvement to my eye. looked pretty big and sweated up, so probably he's the only one I'd I'd sort of want to follow out the race. I think King of Sparta's, he's very bullish in the yard, isn't he, um, uh, Rob? Um, yeah. Look, he's a magnificent type, but he probably needs gilding, but probably with his breeding and that, that they won't. But, um, yeah, he's, I agree, he's probably got a bit of head noise. But, yeah, nothing really going forward. OK, Mark Roden, uh, you're looking at this race, very slow tempo. Anything take the eye? No, just that horse Mark mentioned. And, again, I, I, yeah, I thought he was a million-to-one chance, but he's 
run a lot better than his price. Paulie just had the perfect run, slow pace, right spot, um, too good. Okay. Race two is the Carbine Club, Group 3 are over the mile. Fast tempo here, 2.4 lengths fast to the 600. Set it up nicely for the Victor Kiku. Well done, Mark Sheehan. Just one there. Uh, Rob Scarry, run us through some of these runners. Look, uh, I was, you know, it was all too easy at this point. Um, Poland at 10 bucks just, just stood out to me like a sore thumb from the yard. I saw it at Rose Hill and it seemed to have put on condition and, and paraded it a bit better. So he was an each way play for me. Um, I thought it was the winner I, at 600 metres out. I was almost counting the cash. I was, I was going again and again and again. Um, but Mark's horse, who's who's little doer, you know, classic perfect waller. Not much, not much. You know, she's not a great type, but she she does everything right. Being in condition, she just went up around him too quick. Um, you know, people were saying that you know maybe Kieran didn't didn't give it every chance, but I just felt the winner was just too quick for it, boxed it in, and, and that that's what caused the problem. I think Poland. You can follow, you know, it'll probably go to that Frank Packer plate and, and run well again. Mark Sheen, a couple of his Victorians, no match for Kiku there? No, I thought this was a good win, even though the pace was on. She was still three wide on a limb most of the way, and i got to agree, uh, i got to say, I, I sold out coming to the 600. I, I thought, um, you know, other horses looked to be going a bit better than her, but she's got a good turn of foot this time in, and... Um, Good win. Uh, the Irishman was there to win but didn't really go on with it. I thought Poland was just a touch keen in the run. I'm not too sure about him going to 2,000 personally. Um, I think he might be better at a mile, but I suppose he did have the 59 kilos. You don't have to give them weight. So if he gets a better run and a suck run, you know, gets smothered away, maybe. High supremacy obviously was a talk of the race with having no luck at all and James McDonald uh, under a steward investigation for the ride where he... He seemed to have run on the inside, but uh, he'd made his mind up that the fence was no good and uh, this had no luck at all. But it had had a charm run on the fence all the way until that point. OK. Mark Roden, your thoughts on that runner there? Oh, supremacy. Yeah, he's yeah. clearly unlucky. Um, I, uh, yeah, so there's plenty for him. He looks like 2,000 will uh, be suitable for him going forward. Um, yeah, she's just going sensationally, Kiku. Um, it's run right up to her. Uh, a really big figure for a midweek at Kensington with Moon. She's run right up to that again and got the money. Um, yeah, the fast pace was the, the key to it, I suppose. Maybe the two ways to look at the Irishman. Either he's been exposed that he just isn't absolute top class, but, um, you know, he was doing more work than some of the others chasing the, the hot speed, I suppose. So he can be a tiny bit forgiving. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good. Um, Don't worry about him. He's going to Hong Kong, mate. Oh, that's great. They're doing the swap for the other one, aren't they? Um, Shadow Hero's coming back. Oh, don't mention that. <laughs> so, OK, well, I've just uh, wasted 30 seconds of everyone's time talking about it. I do apologise. <laughs> good, good win, picker. Oh, very good. Race three, championships, country championships final. Uh, Art Cadeau led the whole way, very slow tempo, 6.8 lengths slow to the 600. It was pretty much the only horse that probably finished the closest to the rail out of all of the winners on the day, but uh, that probably isn't saying much about the rest of the field in that case. Uh, Rob Scurry, run us through the country horses. Well, look, I, I had eight, eight on top from uh, three and four and five. I ended up having a small play on the eight. I, I just, the slow pace didn't suit it at all. Uh, Art Cadeau look, looked like the best sort of type walker to me, but it's just a bit podgy, but you know, that's to be expected off six weeks, just just too good. Uh, this, another one, paraded very, very well at, at top, coat great, uh, as did um, Rothenberg. Other than that, um, not much more to add. Best horse one. Okay. Mark Sheen, is that the way you saw it? 
Yeah, he was probably in the inferior ground. Second horse, uh, pretty brave, was wide uh, on a limb most of the way, and they they just had a bit of class on the others. So yeah, not much from me going forward for this race. Yeah, Mark Roden, did you have any interest going into this race at all? Oh, I had a small bet on. I think Sir Reefer. I can't remember its name now. No, uh, same as me. Pure Fuego. Pure Fuego. Yeah, won't be backing it again either. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, wrong spot, but. Uh, Right position in run in a slow pace. Uh, you know, they sort of balance each other out. Big run, another one on the limb all the way. Wild Rocket and Jamie Baby closed off really, really well. But, um, you know, where are you going to back it? It can only be in highways or in bush races. They're not they're not Saturday City class. So, yeah, not much to take out of it. OK, race four was the Adrian Knox over 2,000 metres for the three-year-old fillies with an eye to the Oaks this weekend. They went at an even tempo, 1.7 lengths fast to the 600 on punning forms data. Rob Scurry, three-year-old fillies is usually your bag. How'd you see this bunch? Uh, this year's been a bit rubbish, actually, on the three-year-old filly. It's just these three-year-olds. I, I, I don't know. But, you know, the two-year-olds are made up for it. But, um, look, I'll, almost my favourite horse to look at as a three-year-old is this Easy Far. Um, I've been loved it since it ran against the cheetah uh that day i'm about square on it now um but yeah it's it it, it looked the best type to me the, the, this the winner looked paraded well um hats off to um uh, ed cummings to, to get to take this horse along slowly and it's surely got to be a, a live chance probably be second sec, equal second favorite after the failure of um the the thing in the in, in the you know what I'm talking about the other three year old filly uh, Montefilia um, flexible was the other play in the race so I just had had a few small plays flexible easy far and um, I forget the other one but yeah forgettable race um, forgettable bunch of three year olds Mark Shan your thoughts on the fillies um, yeah this this winner's certainly come come along in the last couple of runs she's been hitting the line quite well we've given a lovely ride by Bowman uh, bargain right out the back um, look this is a really good wet tracker but uh, she'll need the track to stay wet for the Oaks next week I think her form is definitely uh, superior on uh, wet ground flexible just jacked up a little bit at the barrier again which is a trait that she's starting to have she wouldn't go on the track at um, the Kensington the other day and then at the barrier she didn't seem too keen, so I don't know if she's getting a bit sour. Um, I thought she had a chance, but um, yeah, Duo's going okay. But this this race hasn't been a great guide to the Oaks in the last for a while, apart from I think one one in about the last seven or eight years. So yeah, I, last year. Sorry, Colette last year. Colette last year, but, but that apart was from that, it's been yeah, it has been a bit um, a bit up and down. Who can forget Wild Iris? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't forget Wild Iris. <laughs> Yeah. I was there, <laughs> knock it, knock it off that little shit job, turned up, <laughs> stood out, wages yep. for the day. There you go, three-year-old fillies. There. Yeah. Uh, Mark Roden, your thoughts on this bunch going forward, backing up over a week? Um, yeah, not sure it's the best form going into the Oaks. You'd think the likes of the, the Harmony Rose, Hungry Heart, um, form one would be stronger than this. That's it. On an upward spiral, the winner did have every chance, but she rated really well at winning at Warwick Farm, stepped up and tripped, and she's backed it up. So heading in the right direction. Yeah, big run from back in the field, given the tempo from Bargain. Um, yeah, and then flexible. So, you know, the, she's run a figure that's not going to win at the Oaks, obviously, and that might be a bit how, about how good she is. So, yeah, really only the first two you'd consider as any sort of chance next week, I think. Yeah, and they're around $13, $15. Harmony Rose is currently favourite from the Kiwi Amarillo Lean uh, 
Oh, I've butchered that. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we'll see how the Kiwi goes. I suspect uh, she might be the, the one to keep us close eye on. All right, we'll go to the Chairman's Quality 2600. Quick thinker, uh, dominant off the very fast tempo along with Rondinella. They were the two that really cleared out. Uh, quick, they've gone 9.4 lengths fast for the class here to the 600, so pretty heavy duty. Rob Scurry, how'd you find these stairs? I, uh, I had a small play on Paz of Glory. The mountain was always going to be the issue, but, you know, some crazy man took a dollar seventy at the top of the straight, so I got out of it. Um, and the other play was Mirage Dancer. It's a horse um, uh, that I've had a bit of luck with in the past. I thought he paraded really, really well, but I don't know. He seems to... I don't know what you're going to do with him. Um, spell him and try again, I guess. That's what I'll do. But, uh, you know, nothing wrong at all with Quick Thinker on looks. Um, paraded really well. Most of these, you know, paraded, relax, close to top or at top. Um, but, yeah, look, Sacramento, I, I, it looked magnificent again, not sweaty. Um, if it was a firmer track, I might have got sucked to him. But, again, he was half slow away, which doesn't help a horse that needs to lead, I think. Mark Sheen, this race did look very difficult when we were previewing it on Friday. And in the end, a whole bunch of them have been beaten a very long way. Uh, what are you making of it? Well, I think from about the 800-metre mark, um, after all the work that Passer Glory had done, it did look like Quick Thinker and Rondinello were going to fight the race out. They're the only two that were travelling into the race, but this, this horse hasn't got to the 600 his last two runs, Quick Thinker, and um, there he was just travelling up on the bit behind them on Saturday. So obviously he's been a bit fat inside. They, uh, just looking at him in the yard, he's looked OK, but uh, obviously he's taken some racing to get there. Great trainer, uh, Murray Baker, and... Uh, Obviously won the derby on this track uh, last year um, on more testing ground, but he's come good. Rondonella ran well. Pass of Glory set a bit of a task from that wide alley. Mark, Mark Roden, you didn't want a bar of this race on Friday. Could you have picked Quick Thinker in hindsight? Oh, no, I, 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 I bet in the race. I, I, um, Mirage Dancer and Rondonella. Oh, uh, so, Yeah, I've been a bit stiff in a sense. Rondonella's put in probably the best run of her life and been beaten, beating the others by six and stinking old Quick Thinker's decided to find his best form, you know, it's this time last year, I suppose. But, you know, he, he won the derby last year and he got soft ground, that's fine. But he was coming off, last year he ran third in the far lap and then won the Tullock and then won the derby. He was he was flying. He was in great form when he won the derby last year. Um, he's been going terrible this time in, but he's found his best form. Um, he's a real, you know, the, the, I think the, um, the very fast pace on the uh, soft track has played into his hands, he's that sort of horse um, and yeah, he's un unfortunately for me uh, knocked off Rondinella, um, yeah after the race you can't, I mean you, you go back to what he did in the derby yeah, it'd be a chance in this for sure but it, you just had to take him on too much trust for me so I couldn't find him but um, yeah, massive, massive margins you know, when you get out to this trip and they're going that fast up front, the horses just give up, you know and um, yeah, that's reflected in the big margins Speaking. Oh, there's one, one other one to mention. Um, a horse, a horse, that, another horse that hasn't been able to pick its feet up called Feel the Rush. And just done absolutely nothing in um, uh, three runs in Australia so far. And I mean, it's been beaten nine lengths, but it just showed for the first time a glimpse that she might not be completely cast. So we'll see. Do you think that's down to purely just the very fast tempo? It just might yeah. be a complete and utter grinder? Yeah, well, steeplechase, maybe maybe there's something warnable for it. But, uh, but yeah, I, I suppose that just goes again to what a suicidal tempo at a, a trip like this can do. OK, well, speaking of big margins, here's the size, over 1,400. Animo won pretty easy. 
Uh, even tempo, 1.7 lengths faster to 600. Rob, could you make a case for anything else outside of the winner here? Oh, look, I was on um, uh, the Tiger Malay at 20s, and I was thinking about having a big launch at it, but this animo walked into the yard, and in about 10 seconds, I knew it, that it was braiding much better, and with its form the other week, it was going to be very, very hard to beat. So, you know, I, I um, you know, a lot of horses paraded well. I've always thought that, you know, maybe Cap Captivant was 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 a good chance in this race, and he's run well. Uh, Hilal never never better. Uh, the Melbourne horse looked looked strong and professional, but Animo um, different class on on looks. Really, is 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 a lovely lovely mover and. Um, yeah, I just felt like a bit of a eunuch after this. Um, I don't know whether I was listening to my intuition or superstition, but I just couldn't load the cannons just because it's not my horse. You know, it's not a horse that I've ever backed, and you know, I just I was just maybe trying to. Um, I was too scared of of losing, um, and I didn't back it anyway. Um, I might have saved Mark Roden a, a few a few few shekels on this, as uh, I know he was keen to play in the race and he didn't. Yeah, I was just going to mess around with horses like Halal and uh, that at the price. But uh, after hearing the tone of Rob's voice and the tenor of his comments, I decided to take the gun in the holster. Mark Sheen, did you load the cannons on Animo? Um, no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't play in the race, but he, he did look a lot better than yeah. uh, he did at Rose Hill. Um, there was no doubt about that, and he was able to position up a lot closer. Um, another. Pretty negative ride on Halal, but that's probably been dictated by bad barriers his last uh, two starts. But I agree with Rob, that's the best he's ever looked. And it's just uh, unlucky for him that he's he's had these bad barriers and now bumping into a, he might be a superstar, this bloke. So I uh, can't see much reversing for the Champagne if they're heading there, though. Uh, Animo certainly does look to be the one to beat uh, as he gets out further in distance as well. OK, let's talk about the Derby, the Group 1 over 2,400. Explosive Jack getting over the top of Young Werther and Lions Roar off a very slow tempo for the class. 5.2 lengths slow on punting forms data to the 600. Uh, Rob, there was quite a few angles you could take into this race, but how did you see them? Oh, look, they all seem to have improved. Most of them look really well, as you'd expect in a derby. Um, I thought Monteculia would look a little bit soft, you know, which I didn't like to see. I, I'd never seen Lions Raw parade as well. Um, he's, he's never been one of mine, uh, Lions Raw, but um, yeah, I think I had him third in the numbers. Uh, Skylab, I might have made my decision to back this horse before I even saw him. Um, it didn't stand out to me like he did in the Rose Hill Guineas, um, but he certainly paraded well, um, like relaxed with good condition, but maybe he, he was a bit better that day. Um, I've, I've missed the winner here. Um, uh, yeah, so, and, and Quay Quay, I think it's still got a little bit of improvement in. Um, Yale Town, you know, they, yeah, they all they all look pretty good here. Um, uh, I think the Rocket Spade was a, was a bit toey for, for memory. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah it's, a, it's a race I want to forget. Mark Shan, your thoughts on this race? Um, yeah, I actually had the winner fourth pick at 16s, but when that horse Saldo Angel went so bad in the Phillies race, I dropped yeah. off it. So, um, but these first and second uh, have sat back three wide uh, all the way off the speed and have just been the superior stars. So this horse won against all the horses in January over 2,400 metres. So it's had an unusual preparation. I think its first start was 2,100. So he's a very dour type, but uh, he got the job done. Skyler, very disappointing cardboard on the ground after that race. <laughs> and what were your thoughts on Montefilia there, Mark Sheen? 
Um, well, I, I don't know if he went to the best ground, but yeah. I suppose there's a bit of a worry now. She's had two starts beyond 2,000 metres and sort of loomed on both occasions. Um, so whether they have to ride her just a little quieter to, to get a staying trip, I suppose that the Oaks might be an easier race. It might not. I, I'm not sure. But the jury's probably got to be out that she can run past 2,000, in my opinion. Sure. Mark Roden, your thoughts on the beaten favourites in this race? Um, yeah, Skylab, very ordinary. Um, yeah, just Rob saying that she still looked a bit fat, not a feel out here, isn't it, in a derby? But um, maybe it's topped her off with the Oaks. I don't know. I, I'll have to have a, more of a think about that during the week. I'm not desperate to find her in the Oaks, I'll say that much. Um, Rob also said that, yeah, Quay Quay looked a bit soft, which, you know, it's just bizarre. You know, you <laughs> grip one race, 2,400 metres, and horses coming in not quite there. I was on Quay Quay, and it certainly raced like he was a run short because he had the perfect run. He was looked the winner topping the rise and um, the others ran past him. So maybe he wasn't run short, I don't know. Uh, really good rides on all, all three place getters, I thought. Uh, they had bad barriers <clears throat> and uh, there wasn't much speed on. And um, although they were wide, and it's probably better ground by then, um, they, all three of those jockeys did make decisions down the back that they weren't going to get um, caught too far back. And they just started poking into the race down the side. So they were within striking distance if they'd waited too long and were more worried about trails and that sort of thing, they could have found themselves out of business. So they, they did a very good job, didn't get caught in the um, position over pace trap. They uh, were proactive and um, got their reward. And it was good to see Young Weather just continuing the series of pain for one Jay Dickens, so no doubt. Uh, we'll go to race eight. TJ, uh, exciting race going into it. Slow tempo in the end, 4.9 lengths slow to the 600. In fact, if you take a line through Eduardo's last two starts, the difference in speed to the 600, he went seven lengths slower on Saturday versus his previous start. Rob Scurry, how did they look to you? Pretty much all looked good, except for 11-11. It looked a bit outclassed and it was a bit sweaty, almost like he knew it was outclassed. Uh, <laughs> 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 it shouldn't have been there. Um, but look, I, I, I liked uh, one, two, three the most. Um, Bivouac is best I've ever seen in parade. Um, back in my mind, I'm thinking maybe so, soft track is, is is not his go. Uh, Nature Strip's coat just just came through, and and you know, perfect Wally. He's, he's just such a professional these days. Nature Strip wanders around like a lamb. Um, and Eduardo, the opposite, he he's still like a bull wanting to he is always sort of nodding his head and um just just wants to get on with it and and get in the ring and, and, and battle um mask trader excellent I, I do like the look of this melbourne horse zutori proper 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 horse um dirty work caught my eye again um interested dicko says order of command you can never pick it on looks it, it's like one of these horses that parades <laughs> badly and wins looks like it's improved and runs poorly um yeah so look um yeah, nature strip far too good. We'll get it in the price. Um, but yeah, in the end, I, I kind of stayed out of the race. Mark Shane, how did you see the race unfold? Um, yeah, well, I was uh, probably surprised Eduardo led, but when he jumped so well, I, I thought he might sort of sit outside nature strip, but I got that completely wrong. Nature strip got into his rhythm beautifully outside him, and it did look a two-horse race a long way out. Bivouac seemed to be giving him too much start. Mask Crusader missed the start, and then... When the tempo wasn't that fierce, he, he had a big job to do, but boy, oh boy, didn't he finish off well. So he's really turned the corner of that horse, but you can take nothing away from the winner. He's uh, stepped up on the big stage again and certainly Mars Crusader good. Joe Pride saying after the race he thought Eduardo was a 
a bit uh, flat um, just after pulling up. So he, he, he might have just had those two peaks and probably hit the wall on Saturday. Mark Roden, I guess he was due, but uh, I guess also the slower tempo compared with the two previous starts, whether that was different rider or it was just the fact that the horse wasn't necessarily feeling as well. Um, I guess it was due for a flat one, but nature stripped back and just continues the trend of following your little simple rule. Yes, the $3 rule strikes again. It's got to come to an end someday, but I'm glad it worked on Saturday. Um, yeah, just every you know every now and then he's got to run in in that will beat anything else that uh, that's thrown up against him in this country. So uh, I'm not sure he's gone to his absolute top there on Saturday, but he's certainly done enough. Um, been saying for a while, Mask Crusader, you know, he's really made the step up to Group 1 Cup and he belongs there. He's, you know, he, he, no nature strip or no nature strip on his day. He can win anything now. That was a sensational run on, on Saturday. He uh, really belongs in this company now. Um, and, yeah, I agree with Rob. I think Bivouac needs dry these days. Um, he's, he's performed well on soft in the past, but his best runs clearly on dry tracks. Yeah. And yeah, I think Eduardo's just come off that peak. Um, yeah, putting putting three together at a new level is always uh, a test, and it looks like it's been a bridge too far for him. <clears throat> nice to see good old nature strip put in one of those runs and get the cash for me. Yes, exactly right. Okay, let's have a look at the Doncaster. Uh, it was only a very narrow margin in the end, as I said. The two horses that were producing all the talk during the week, Ice Bath almost not getting a start, and then also cascading with Jay Carr riding. Off a fast tempo, 2.1 links faster, 600 to Ford out the finish. Rob Scurry, run us through what was a pretty cracking race in the end. It was a cracking race. Uh, look, Cascadian, um, I'm glad I, I kind of forget. I'd never seen it look better. I remember um, I had a big plan at one day with Bossy when Special Reward beat it. And you, you tipped me Special Reward that day, if you recall, yep. Pete. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've only got bad, bad memories of Cascadians but he, but he, he yeah as I said never, never better um, Ice Bath was also a play in the race for me um, I, I think she's been flying she's never looked better than she has this time in she's continued to parade with really great condition um, you know Del Delisson looked well somebody knew something at $34 um, you know it seems to be very well backed um, for a horse that hasn't placed anywhere for a while um, might go to walk around like a lamb um, but I, I think he was forward when I saw him first up before he won the All-Star Mile, so maybe he's come to the end of it. I'm not sure what they're saying. Maybe they're going to run him um, in the uh, Queen Elizabeth. But, um, look, Avilius went out on top. He looked outstanding, as he always does. He just doesn't win, but always puts in a great effort. Uh, Forbidden Love, the best best I've seen at parades. Um, Rock still got improvement. I was hoping to see a little bit more from that horse. Um, yeah, and... Moanga was such a short price. He's, 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 as I said the other week, when he beat Skylab, he's never going to be in one of mine, Moanga. So that that him being so short made me, you know, there's a little little in into the race. But um, yeah, look, great finish. It was a good feeling. I was cheering for Ice Bath as a better result. But um, yeah, good for racing, Jamie Carr. Um, that's about it. Okay, Mark Shan, Ice Bath, two narrow defeats and two big races, and uh, I think everyone's poorer because of it. Yeah, well, I was on the winner as well, luckily, which has eased the pain a little bit. But yeah. um, I think a lot of lot of people were on ice bath, and I just would have liked to have seen her add a little bit wider up the straight. But anyway, she gave us a bit of a cheer there for a while. <laughs> but uh, Almeida uh, certainly ensured a very solid gallop there. The stable made at Mwanga, and that 
probably played into Cascadian's hands there because the field did spread out coming to the turn. He got the dream run through instead of being back near last and circling. So he got the job done. Um, I think the eye-catching run here was certainly Zaki, the uh, horse having its first Australian start. It's really powered through the line late. Big, strong type. Um, and Rob can probably comment on it as well. But looked uh, looked pretty good on the yard, even though it was a bit up on the toe. Yep. Um, Mugger 2 just lacked a little bit of zip there for the mile uh, with the weight, I think, at the finish. Probably looking for a little bit further now. Rob, your thoughts on this Zaki? Uh, look, uh, they, all, they, all, they all look good. Um, you can't back them all. But, yeah, look, I, I think it can only improve. But, you know, everyone's seen the run now, so it might be over a bit. But, um, yeah, just 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 take it as it comes and see, see if I get another look at it. You know, where, where would it go? Um, Queen, Queen Elizabeth, you know, is it is there another decent handicap in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, it's hard to say. Might have to go to Queensland maybe for some of the races up there. Oh, yeah, like the Hollandale or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Might, be, might be the go. Yeah, Mark Roden, you were probably cheering uh, Cascadian there in the finishing stages because you found it. I did. Uh, I wasn't on ice bath like everyone else yeah. uh, in Australia by the sound of it. Um, so, yeah, I actually needed Jamie to throw this one over the line. Um, yeah, not much to add uh, as far as the race was concerned. I think the boys have covered it pretty well. Zaki was the one I certainly um, whacked looking from the race. Um, apparently, Jamie said to Huey in the gate she was going to follow him and if he didn't win, she was going to. So, she... Pulled their shot and pulled it off. That uh, shows a degree of confidence. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a peach of a ride. Maybe the circumstances panned out very well for her. But, um, well, she she had a plan. She was going to fire the favourite. And if she could run past it, she, she, she would. And uh, that's exactly how it panned out. Well done. What do you think of Moonga there? Um, staying on the soft ground and coming back in trip. Now, I, I thought he'd be a better chance in, in this race than he, he would be in a derby myself. But... Um, I do think he'd be better on top of the ground. Uh, he's running the Ram at Guineas, looked better than the Rosedale Guineas, didn't it? Uh, yes. Yes, it did. Um, I can see why they went this way, but we've all got a bit of a question mark on the class of the three-year-olds. This yeah. group, whether he was going to be quite good enough to win a race like this against the better older horses was uh, in doubt, but I can certainly see why they went this way. Okay. That brings us to the last, the PJ Bell Stakes over 1,200 for the three-year-old fillies. Matchmaker, there was a little bit of, I guess, interest in this horse earlier in the week before uh, the final fields came out and it's managed to salute at double figures off an even tempo. One length slow for the class to the 600. Just got over the line in front of Marbusha, who improved after being a little bit flat last start. Rob, how do you see these fillies? Um, I, li I, li I liked uh, Marbusha, um, but I couldn't quite forgive it from the other week, uh, I'd never seen um, the the favourite um, parade better. What's it called again? The Chris Lee's horse. Never talk. Never talk. Um, so I end up having a play on that. Um, I wanted I wanted to back the third runner, uh, Geist. Um, I just just saw on its form it was like deep into a prep, yet it still looked fat to me. So maybe that's one of the, my horses to follow out of the meeting. Um, the horse Della Pauline always catches my eye. This sort of a masculine horse, but um, <clears throat> even even at two hundred to one, I, I, I just let it go. Um, but it seems to have run well, so maybe it's it's can win back to a Wednesday. But yeah, how how is is this much better than what is this race? Is it is it a Saturday? What are these horses? Not bad. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. Marbusha. We saw what she did at Flemington. Um, su supreme idea. Didn't look that good. Um, this Macrura, I've never never liked it. 
<laughs> not, not my kind of horse. Uh, and Najmar looked, 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 you know, fit and strong and well. Um, but yeah, look, if I was to follow one out of the race, it would be Geist. Okay, Mark Sheen, how'd you find the uh, the last race on the card? Well, uh, first, second, and third all finishing wide here. Jason Collett uh, probably took the wrong option to go back to the fence or never talk. Uh, probably he was too far back, thinking I'll I'll have to try and save ground here and cut the corner, but. Um, I think she was pretty brave there in inferior ground. Matchmaker certainly looks to be going a lot better than she was in New Zealand. Um, they did try her at 1,600 metres there and she failed quite badly. And Wallace kept it to the sprint trips here and um, yeah, she got away from that bias Rose Hill track last time out and got a much better go at them in the straight. Mar Busher on us, but uh, yeah, Geist was a very good run as well. Um, I think she is a big heavy type, um, Robin. She's, from memory, I've seen her quite a few times. She, she doesn't look a bit like that, but she made up a stack of ground. But um, I think if you ran this race again, you could probably get three or four different results. Yeah, it certainly did look that way, Mark Roden, didn't it? Uh, never talked, just slowly drifted out and eventually hit a backable price. Yeah. Yeah, it, I, I had to back her uh, when she got out. Um, but this is, you know, the reason I don't like backing back markers as a general rule, things like this could happen. He actually got... Um, I'm a big Jay Cole fan, uh, don't get me wrong, but I think uh, it was actually R. Bayless on um, All Hallows Eve has really pushed him, pushed him, pushed him into the into the fence early, put him where he wanted him. Um, All Hallows Eve ended up getting the outside, and I thought from Barrier 7 he'd be, he'd be a good chance of getting to the middle at least, but he, he's ended up hard fence. Um, probably cost of the race, you could argue cost of the race. Mm. Bit sick, I haven't got anything out of Matchmaker yet. Um, back to, to the Wednesday first up, when it got out to 20 to 1 and ran second. That was great. And, uh, <laughs> I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to give her a chance on Saturday, but I didn't like the barrier. Of course, it was fine by um, the last. And great ride, McDonald. He um, not only got cover, he was only two or three lengths off the lead as well. So I think the rides won her the race, but she's handy. And the other one, Mark mentioned Geist, it was the best of the closers. Um, yeah, Stella Pauline, that's her best run in ages, um, Rob, I have to say. Um, mm. I thought she was completely gone, but she's just shown a, shown a glimpse there, so there might be a pulse. Okay, that brings us to the end. Uh, we'll get a couple of horses to follow from each of you. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Well, I, I suppose as the obvious ones, I suppose High Supremacy will go to the, the Packer Plate, and um, but he'll have the flashing light on from that run. Um, yeah, I think everyone saw most of the good runs of the day, so I'm not, not jumping over everything uh, to follow from here on in. Well, let's see what uh, they dish up next Saturday. Okay, sounds good. Mark Roden, anything out wide for yourself? No, I can't. can't nothing clever. Like high supremacy bargain, Zaki, Geist, you know, everyone's seen them. Yeah, Rob, you were pretty keen to follow Geist as one of yours out of the meeting. Yeah, and um, I'm, I'll follow this subterranean. Um, but, yeah, they're... they're Two three-year-olds in a in a yeah in a horrible three-year-old year. So you know I'll just take it as it comes next week. Okay. Well, speaking of the week ahead, we've got Hawkesbury Wednesday, Newcastle Thursday, and then Kembla and day two of the championships on Saturday. Mark Sheen, is there one race in particular you're really looking forward to next week? Oh well, it's Queen Elizabeth next week, isn't it? Yeah, um, exactly. So it's a very elegant and a day um, going head to head again. So I'm sure whatever I do, I'll be on the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Just continue a bit of pain in these uh, match races. I keep, the coin keeps going down the wrong way. Oh, indeed. Uh, Mark Roden, do you have any thought on that match race just at this stage? Uh, yeah, I feel a bit the same. It'd be yeah. an interesting spectacle because a day, you know, he, he spits the bit out a long way from home and then um, Tiger Tom has to start flailing away at him from about the 600 um, and try and get him to <laughs> keep going for the last three furlongs. So it'll be worth watching anyway. It, it should be a great race. Um, and looking forward to seeing um, September run in the Arrowfield after she 
dodged a TJ this week, so that'll be worth watching too. Yeah, Rob, have you cast your eye over any of the fields early, or are you just going to wait till Saturday? I try not to look at the fields at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I've looked at the weather, and the weather looks like it's going to be okay. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm keen to get back out there on what might be a four or a five, which is great. Okay, beautiful. Thanks for joining me uh, to review that meeting. We'll preview it later in the week and then we'll catch up and review it again next Monday on Victims of the Punt. Uh, Until then, guys, go well.